We're going to get into a conversation about a story that we've been talking about now for several months, and that is the situation within Hockey Canada. Uh, as we know, Hockey Canada is getting close to revealing a new board of directors. Uh, and we're also hearing now some some new reports of what actually has gone on within that organization. Uh, the National Sport Organization's first ever report with, uh, about Hockey Canada uh, shows a lot of reports of discrimination, verbal taunts, insults, intimidation across all levels. This is stuff that happened on the ice. So let's get the perspective of our next guest, who's the Professor of Governance, Law and Ethics at York University. Dr. Richard LeBlanc is joining me. Dr. LeBlanc, good to talk to you. Thanks so much for being back on the show. Nice to be with you, Chelsea. So, you know, it seems like we've just been getting so much information about Hockey Canada in, in kind of this drip-by-drip drip, uh, way. And now with this new report, we're hearing a, a, a more about the culture as a whole, and it's not looking good, Doc. No, it, it, it tends to be uh, widespread. There were 415 incidents uh, in, in, in one year across all provinces, every single province. The two, uh, the two provinces that were highest were Ontario and Alberta. Um, it was across uh, all age categories, beginning at uh, 13 and all the way up to 18. Um, 96% were players, 99% were male. The main two areas of discrimination, but they included others, was uh, race um, and sexual orientation and gender identity. It was primarily on the rink, as you said, but it was also uh, locker rooms, and it also involved officials, uh, uh, parents, uh, coaches, uh, and, and, and GMs. So I think what this report does is it, 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 uh, it validates what many people had suspected, which is a, a, a culture of, of, of toxicity and bullying and, and racial uh, and, and misogynist uh, uh, taunting within within all age categories and ge geographies of Hockey Canada. You know, with the initial reports and the allegations of sexual assault, group sexual assault, really h horrifying stories that came mm -hmm. out uh, about Hockey Canada and then what sort of ignited this, this reckoning within the organization, you had people saying and arguing, you know, the, the, the boys will be boys uh, conversation or, mm -hmm. or, or talking point, right? And I think you're going to have the same issue here. You're going to have the same arguments here saying, well, this is a sport and, you know, there's going to be there's going to be chirping and there's going to be a, a little bit of back talk. Can you can you help separate the fact that this issue that's that's outlined in this report is different from innocent, um, you know, just just yelling at each other as players in a competitive sport way yeah there's a there's i mean obviously it's it's athletics there's a lot of of uh testosterone and competitiveness etc but i think you know if you went to any company uh, or any courtroom or classroom and you and you did these types of things it would be simply unacceptable and you know the boys will be boys argument is imagine arguing that in a company imagine yeah. using a racial epithet in a company and just saying boys will be boys so sports have have gotten a free pass and and, you know, as a result, it's been exclusionary. Hockey's been perceived as being an elitist, and it, some have said it's the price of equipment. But, you know, it, it, it really is a, a upper to, to middle to working class white male sport, and that's not the future of the sport. So we find that there, there, there are ex exclusionary rather than inclusionary practices that, that, you know, if boys will be boys, it's, it's just it's, it's, it's not good for the future of the game, and it gives – it, it, I mean, this is our national game. When you get a report like this that of, of such widespread abuse, 
um, you know, the, the, the tone starts with the top and the mm-hmm. tone starts with the board of directors. So it's not like the current board, you know, didn't know this was happening. It, it, it obviously did, but I, I just don't think it had the background or the competencies to be able to, to reform it. We've had these practices now in companies, you know, whistleblowing, codes of conduct, EDI policies, background checks, uh, no alcohol, no cannabis policies, proper investigation, ombudspersons, databases, compliance. We've had this now for 20, 25 years, and, and, and somehow sporting has been immune from this. And I know because I help many sporting organizations, and you know they're, 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 they're fond of putting people on the board that have a connection to the sport. Like right now in Hockey Canada, all but one director has a, has a connection to the sport, and that's not really going to reform. You, you want to get, and this is, this is what the justice said, you want to use a competency matrix to get people on the board, and this is your, your, the, new, the incoming new board of Hockey Canada, that have actually got experience with these sorts of things and, and, and have got turnaround experience and, and have got corporate experience as well so I think it's it you know these this argument of boys will be boys it's just it's it, it, it's too little too late mm-hmm. it's just not gonna it's not gonna pass with Canadians yeah and I mean I think people rely on that because as you mentioned it is Canada's national game and it is close to our hearts and I don't think that we really want to have to acknowledge that something that we feel represents us culturally can be marked with such toxicity and, and negativity and ugliness so just just clarify then for us uh, doc where does the where does where do things stand on the board well the the new board is there were over 500 applicants uh which tells you how how passionate canadians are Mm -hmm. about 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 the sport um and the new board will be announced uh december 17th it's a new board of nine uh and so uh the nominating committee of hockey canada um the the supreme court justice has instructed them to use a competency matrix and to have uh, one person affiliated uh, with hockey and to uh, and to have uh, diversity to have inclusion uh, to have term limits i mean all of basically corporate best practices so we, we are expecting uh, that this board will be wisely chosen and selected and it will be an all star board uh, that that can turn turn around uh, the situation it's a, it's a it's a board of nine so on december 17th um, this board will be announced, and if, if the nominating committee does its job properly, uh, it will be individuals from all walks of life, uh, all uh, di- diverse backgrounds, and, and most importantly, Chelsea, people with, ha- with governance, financial, and inclusiveness expertise who can, who can really push some of these best practices into, into rinks, arenas, and locker rooms. Yeah, I mean, they're going to have to come from diverse backgrounds, certainly be intelligent m- members of our community that can uh, that can uphold, I think, the expectation from a lot of Canadians in terms of what Hockey Canada should transform itself into. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of pressure and certainly a lot of attention on this organization to make some real impactful change. When it comes to this this report, uh, the Hockey Canada says that there were more than 900 documented or alleged incidents of on-ice discrimination. I'm wondering if you can clarify then, were there penalties for any of these these issues of discrimination? What happened in any yeah, of there, these? Yeah, there were 512 penalties. I'm not sure whether that was, you know, I used to play hockey, a two-minute penalty or a, a major or, or a minor. There were 450, 415 allegations. Seven, 75 resulted in, in uh, uh, suspensions. Um, but, you know, a two-minute penalty 
you know, you take a two-minute penalty and then your behavior doesn't change. I, I think what we want here is, and hatred and discrimination is a learned behavior. You don't go from the age of 9, 11, 13, 15, 18. You, you learn that. So you are learning from your peers. Mm-hmm. You may be learning from your parents. You may be learning from volunteers. You may be learning from coaches. So I think when you look at uh, Greater Toronto Hockey League, and I'm using that as an example, they were a, a former client of mine. They had a similar issue last year, and they came out with a report, an EDI inclusiveness report on how to how to turn this around. I think it was a 1,500 page report, and basically they're relying on 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 peer, on education, on communication, on EDI initiatives. You know, this is this is primarily education and and communication, and and conveying to players that using the N word. Uh, or using the F word is simply unacceptable. It, 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 it results in exclusion, and it, it, it's hurtful. It's hateful. Um, uh, so so you, you, in a testosterone game, to, to use my word from earlier, and boys will be boys to use your word, there are certain co- forms of conduct that are completely unacceptable in 2022. Mm-hmm. And this is not about you know, the thought police or political correctness. This is about human rights, and it's about diversity. It's about inclusion. And, and, and all of corporate Canada has kept up. Um, from from the late uh, teens to two thousand to the early two thousand twenties, and and sports uh, has not. So I think there's an opportunity here for learning and for making this a better game uh, for for Canadians. So I think this this new board certainly has to, the top two things it should be doing. Is it has to find a new CEO. Number one and number two is it's got to do a post mortem analysis on 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 culture and on and on uh, diversity, inclusion, and ethics. And, and treating people properly. That, that really is uh, the blueprint for the future of the game. So the, this nine-person board really has a lot of work ahead of it. I want to get your opinion really quick on a text that we had that just came in during our conversation saying, why is your guest comparing 13 to 18 year old boys to a company? Are you talking about the expectations that we would that we would accept as as okay or reasonable within the workplace? They say the society needs to toughen up. What do you say to well, that? Well, they're, they're minors, right? And they're minors that are accountable to their parents and they're accountable to their guardians. So you're, you're, the, the habits that you form when you are growing up um, carry with you. And that's when formulation occurs. Like there used to be even a song, and I'm 56 years old, I, I, I used to learn a, a song, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Mo." when I was young mm-hmm. and I would, and, and we would play this in locker rooms. So, you know, just because you're underage doesn't mean that there's a, that there's an absolving of responsibility. There's a, a responsibility to educate uh, uh, athletes um, uh, on, on, on inclusion mm-hmm. and on, and on proper treatment of others. You, what you don't want is, is these 18 year olds who have matured with improper habits, carrying these habits. And that's at the cost of hockey Canada, they carry these misogynist racist habits and then, and and then there's sexual misconduct and sexual assault. So you want to get it from a sort of young age. And this is not about taking the place of the parents. This is about human rights and dignity and fair treatment of others. Doctor, thank you so much for your perspective. Always appreciate you being on the show. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Chelsea. Take care. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. (laughs) And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.